Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 135 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Royal Pizza still making it great. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you 48 plus years. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Stoffer recommendation. Mediterranean chicken. Well, we just had Mark Spector in studio, and he talked about his Battle of Alberta book. And uh, one of the central uh, figures in that book, of course, is Steve Smith, who won three Stanley Cups as a member of the uh, Edmonton uh, Oilers Hockey Club. And uh, Steve, uh, this week, uh, left the Carolina Hurricanes to join the Buffalo Sabres as an assistant coach. And we're pleased to uh, be hooked up uh, with the former Edmonton Oilers. Steve, how you doing? All good, Bob. All good. Having a wonderful summer. There you go. Uh, well, interesting because uh, I know that uh, you know Carolina made some changes, and I know you had the opportunity to stay there. Um, so tell me about how you end up in Buffalo, Steve. <clears throat> well, uh, first of all, let me just say that uh, my years in Carolina were pretty special. It was a great spot to be. Uh, you know, uh, um, <clears throat> Rod Brindamore taking over the team was a really good thing for me, but. Uh, Ultimately, I had an opportunity in Buffalo, and uh, it's a pretty special opportunity, to tell you the truth. And, uh, working with a young uh, young fellow named uh, Erasmus Dalene is going to be a going to be a real lot of fun for me. And uh, good organization, good people there. Um, I found it to be very very professional, and uh, things happened pretty quickly. It just happened here in the last couple of weeks, so. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, because uh, I know we we did uh, have a brief conversation at the draft in Dallas, and I, I, I certainly at that time thought you were going to remain with the uh, Hurricanes organization. They've got some good defensemen as well, and you have been part of that development. I don't know if anybody thought that Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci would turn out to be the caliber of D uh, that they have. Uh, you had Justin Falk, who was sort of a, a more offensive guy, went through a tough year last year, uh, and, and Noah Hannafin, who they flipped off to the uh, Calgary Flames organization. Um, but I'm wondering whether or not, given the success that you had, not just developing those young defensemen, but also on the penalty kill, if you really thought you've grown a lot in the last four years during your time in Carolina, Steve? Well, I, 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 I truly believe I have. It's been a, it was a really nice fit for me uh, going in there with a young group. And like you said, the players that you just talked about, Slavin, Pesci, uh, Falk, uh, Hannafin, I mean, they were for the... Uh, a uh, more elite young defenseman in the league, so it was really quite an easy task. They, uh, um, they, uh, they were sponges. They wanted to learn. They were uh, um, guys that uh, every day after practice you know, waited around, wanted to be uh, uh, wanted to be worked with. And uh, so, from my standpoint, it was quite easy. And uh, you know, penalty kill wise, we had a, we had a bunch of success there. We, uh, we had some fun doing it, and uh, um, it's, it's it's always fun when you're. Group and when you got a group of guys that are way more character than skill, they uh, they do what they can to stay in the league, and that's exactly what they had there. Um, you guys had a good penalty kill, despite the fact that maybe the save percentage wasn't always there for the goaltenders. Um, and and I know you're you're deferring a bit here, Steve, but was there's some reoccurring themes to why the Hurricanes had decent penalty kills in a couple of those years? 
Uh, I think there was just a bunch of guys that bought in, to tell you the truth. Uh, three years in a row, we were first or second in the league going into a trade deadline. We traded a few players at each uh, of the deadlines. And then uh, um, struggled a little bit after, but ended up in the top five or ten each of the years. Last year, I actually think our structure was the best as it, that it's been. And uh, the goaltenders, for whatever reason, just had a tough time. Uh, uh, and I think we're 31st in save percentage on the day. Now, that could have been our fault for uh, giving up uh, uh, quality chances, but I think overall uh, I still like the way the guys uh, guys did their jobs and, uh, and bought in once again. You guys had some bizarre goals scored against you last year. I mean, Scott, you brought you're, you're laughing. I mean, hey, let's face it, Steve. You were involved in the most bizarre goal, arguably in Oilers history. But there were like four goals like that scored last year with your hockey club. The one where it, it got caught in the skate, and uh, the, you know the the skate went back behind the red line. And the, I mean, have you, I'd like to say, have you ever seen anything like it? But the truth is, you have seen something like it, but maybe not to sort of the amount that you guys went through during. In the course of the season well we had a couple that went in from center ice the one in new york one night was a slap shot that uh the goalie looked up for a second looked down for a second i'm not sure what he was doing and ended up uh going off his glove and in as you said the one that cam ward it actually he went the puck was going around the boards was stuck in his skate he couldn't find it he turned and was worried it was popped that popped up in the air so put himself back in the net and kind of uh got the puck into the net and ended up counting so yeah, we had uh, we had a couple of couple of odd ones, but uh, you know it is what it is. Yeah, and you, and you learn from it. Even when the game when we were in there, Steve, uh, I think Justin Falk had two pucks. He gave away one where he healed a puck and it hit the linesman and went right. You know, created the orders a scoring chance just on Justin Falk. Do you think? Uh, you know, the, the the Hurricanes have made some changes. I know you're not there anymore. You worked with this guy a lot. Um, you know the the plus minus. That's a that's a tough stat sometimes for some guys. But do you think he could he could he might not even play in the top four. In fact, Chicago's just made a big deal where they've dumped Marion Hosa, as you're probably aware of, because I think you're still living in Chicago. But they've just moved Hosa's contract off to Arizona. Could you see Justin Falk, you know, be, uh, being able to return as the top four NHL defenseman and run a power play again? Well, he's a he's a world class hockey player. He's really really skilled. Uh, his skating has hurt him a little bit the last couple of years, and I think there was a couple of uh, couple of issues with the back problem and maybe some uh, um, some other health things that were going on. I think his confidence kind of slipped, and quite frankly, in Carolina, he got passed by. Um, Pesci became a star shutdown guy. Slavin is an all around guy. Manifin can skate and move the puck, and Justin just kind of got uh, lost uh, in all of this. And with Doug Hamilton coming in there, I think they have a pretty solid group. So he'll have a tough time fitting in there, but uh, he'll fit in somewhere, and I think he'll have lots of success. You, uh, you know, you went through a, a tough time, and we were just talking about it before you came on with Spec. I mean, just if I recall correctly, twenty fourth birthday uh, when when the 23rd. goal twenty third. There we go, twenty third birthday. Uh, you're out to face the media after, but what did it mean for you to have the support of your teammates, and and what a tremendous lesson that was moving forward during the course of your career. Well, I just tell you about humility, right? I, uh, for the rest of my life, I've cheered for everyone. I never wanted anyone to have any kind of a feeling like I had that day. So I look at it as a life lesson. I look at it as something that does not define me as a person or a player. And uh, but it certainly helped me in my uh, in my overall development, both uh, you know mentally uh, uh, dealing with the game and uh, and mentally dealing with uh, people outside of the game. So uh, 
you know, it's an, it was an unfortunate incident, but I certainly don't uh, allow it to get me down. Well, and you guys had lots of time to get back in that game. Well, what I remember is the next year when you beat Philly, who's the first player that Wayne Gretzky handed a cup to? You well, know, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about positive stuff. I told you this morning, Bob, I had a hole-in-one at Oakmont. <laughs> we got our hit on that. How, 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 exciting stuff. how does exciting So that's what you live for today. You live for help feed young defensemen come along. We'll get to the Buffalo guys in a second. Uh, how far, uh, you know, what are we looking at, 180, 170, 160? How far out yeah. did you? Did you, did you uh, 155 yards uphill, number 13. Um, hit a little punch seven iron into the wind and uh, one hopped into the hole. It was, uh, it was a fun time. So, really a fun time. Now, do you do, a, do you do a fist pump on that, or what do you do to celebrate that? Do you buy a round? Oh, uh, yeah, it, it was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, now, is that your first hole one ever, Steve? It is not. No, I had another one when I was 19 years old, and I think my wife now was my girlfriend at the time, and... Uh, I, uh, I knocked it in the hole, and she went, oh, great shot. You know, it happened every day and just walked away like I had done it a thousand times. And 36 years later, here it is happening for the second time. There you go. <laughs> oh, beauty. All right, you hit on the Buffalo guys. Uh, they've got a couple terrific young defensemen. Uh, Ristolainen had a, a tough plus-minus here. He plays a lot of minutes, but he can really handle a puck. He can walk a blue line. There's obviously some offensive skill. And then, you know, Rasmus Dahlin, they're talking about him being a generational defenseman, sort of in the, you know, maybe in the mold of a Victor Hedman or a Drew Doughty. How much have you looked at, uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at any of the video. Obviously, you've coached against Ristolainen, but that tandem could be pretty darn exciting, Steve. Yeah, we haven't talked uh, extensively about who's going to play together at this point in time. Certainly, they're going to be in the top four, both those players you talked about. Ristolainen is a player I really like. I, I like him from afar. I started uh, studying some of his stuff just in the last month. Strong. He's got in plays with an edge. He uh, uh, skates well. Um, he's physical in front of the net. Uh, he's got a little bit of bite uh, when uh, when when uh, guys come after teammates. And uh, as you said, he's got that offensive player as well. This Dalene kid, I've seen uh, just just video of him. I haven't seen him live. I will tell you, wow, 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 wow. That's the, that's the most exciting part of this move for me to have an opportunity to work with this kid. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting because they made the O'Reilly trade, uh, but they've got Casey Middlestad joined the team late in the season last year. You know, Jack Eichel and Casey Middlestad, two pretty impressive uh, young uh, forwards. Uh, Reinhardt's still there as well. He's still a relatively young player. This is a young group that you guys are going to be bringing along, you and Phil Housley. Uh, that's got to excite you as well. Well, it is. There's lots of speed, lots of uh, lots of talent, and uh, my understanding is it's a very, very healthy group of people too. As uh, you know, they've sort of weeded out the uh, the bad apples per se, and uh, they're they, uh, Howie's done a nice job uh, through conversations with him and other people of uh, changing the culture around there. You know, he uh, he had a pretty good uh, he had a pretty good guy around him in uh, Peter Laviolette in uh, Nashville. He's done the same thing two or three different times, and. Uh, uh, how he's learned an awful lot from him, and I think that's exactly what he's trying to do here in Buffalo. So it's a, it is an exciting young group, and uh, I think the uh, the ownership have uh, told us that uh, we're going to have some latitude to uh, to develop these kids and uh, and uh, you know make them enjoy the game and learn the game, and uh, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a nice fit. Steve, did we catch you at the golf course again today? I'm just hearing that wind. Oh. 
Of course I am at the golf course, Bob. I'm here every single day. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, we appreciate the time. Great stuff. Uh, you know, uh, you've, you've always been a humble guy and never been afraid to. Uh, you gave me some great advice, too. Uh, do you recall what that was? You said, Bob, there are no old fat guys. <laughs> and, uh, and Good thing you're all skin and bones then, buddy. Uh, if only that was the case. Steve, uh, we'll see you down the road when we shuffle off to Buffalo. Thank you for your time. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That is Steve Smith. Uh, I think you got a handle. As the wind started picking up, I'm like, oh, he's he's on the course again today. Uh, what a career he ended up having. I mean, um, some some guys faltered. We mentioned uh, the California scenario uh, with the Boston uh, Red Sox, and it was Donnie Moore was the pitcher. Dave Henderson hit the home run, and years later, uh, Donnie Moore, unfortunately, uh, ended up taking his own life. Ended up uh, having a, a, a battle with mental illness for a number of years. Uh, Steve Smith used it. His teammates uh, were incredibly supportive throughout the entire process. Um, and it was just an unlucky break. What did Grant Fuhr say? I should have had that one too on the old bank that went in off him. And Smith used it and it made him better. I'm, and I'll, you know what? I'll give credit where credit was due. I, I used to listen to John Short all the time back then in the uh, mid to late 1980s. And John Short's actually, I recall him saying, Steve Smith is going to become an all-star one day. And he was an all-star caliber defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers. And in 1988-1990 against Boston, and, and fans in Boston will say, well, Cam Neely wasn't at 100%, but Steve Smith was the dominant defenseman in both of those series for the Edmonton Oilers and helped Edmonton win. And, uh, you know, he ended up winning three cups, 87 88-90, later went to the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, bounced back from a busted leg in a fight one time. He dealt with adversity, and he kept on uh, going. We used to talk on the show. Uh, you know, everybody's like, well, the only place Smith and Buckberger could get jobs in the NHL were in Edmonton, and I used to tell people, hey, like I've watched general managers chase Kelly Buckberger around at NHL drafts to convince them to come. I, I won't name the general manager that does that, but his name's Mark Bergevin in Montreal, going back to the dry settle draft in 2014, and Buckberger later hired by the Islanders, and Steve Smith, uh, you know, he could have stayed in Carolina, and but he's uh, gone with it in Buffalo. We'll see how it goes. I mean, they've got... Aristolainen's a very interesting guy to me. But uh, now that the Oilers have got Bouchard, they've got their own right shot D to uh, bring along. 149 in Edmonton will take a timeout. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Oh, this is Oilers Now, 151 in Edmonton. Milan Lucic, the big free agent signing in 2016. He's going to need a bounce back season for Edmonton this year. And speaking of big uh, free agent signings, earlier in the show we were talking about the 07 offseason. And it started when Edmonton made a, uh, well, they had three uh, number one picks that year. They drafted Sam Gagne, Alex Plant, Riley Nash. Uh, they ended up trading Nash's rights to Carolina when he wouldn't sign at Edmonton and got uh, the pick that turned out to be Martin Marincin. 
that was in 2010. Uh, Plant played less than 30 games in the NHL. Uh, Sam Gagne was a productive player for Edmonton. Uh, the Oilers, as I mentioned, uh, traded uh, Lupul and Jason Smith to the Flyers and got back Pitkinen and Jeff Sanderson and then flipped Pitkinen a couple years later for Eric Cole, then traded Eric Cole and got Patrick O'Sullivan. Um uh, they did an RFA offer sheet on Thomas Vanek, which Buffalo matched. They did an RFA offer sheet on Dustin Penner, and Edmonton got him. That's the last successful RFA offer sheet. And on July 12th in 2007, the Edmonton Oilers signed defenseman Sheldon Surrey to a five-year deal worth $27 million. It's a $5.4 million cap hit. Surrey had, I would say, a couple decent seasons here. He had the one big year offensively. He could shoot the puck and... Dealt with some injuries and then kind of fell out of him and I think it's fair to say him and Steve Tambellini didn't see eye to eye the last uh, couple seasons and it uh, ended not very well. Um, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Looking at going on a river cruise in Europe in 2018, New West Travel's got some great rates on fabulous cruises. Sheldon Surrey on this date, July 12, 2007, signing a five-year deal with the Oilers. So he played 0708, 0809. That was the year he had the 20 goals and the 50 plus points in uh, 2009, 2010. Didn't he get he got hit by Jerome Ginla, and then he ended up uh, missing a bunch of games. Then he got because uh, that was the year Pac Win coached the team, and then he ended up getting in a fight with Ginla. And I think he hurt his hand in the fight. Had an injury plagued year. And uh, from then it just got progressively worse for the defenseman. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Again, great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, employee corporate reward trips. Call a friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or at newwesttravel.com. Tomorrow is a fluid show, but we're giving away another power pack. Our July 13th giveaway on Oilers now is power pack number four. This is the one that I said would win would be the first uh, sold-out uh, power pack. And it's got the Montreal Canadiens, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the New York Rangers. Anytime the Canadiens come to town, it's a big deal in Edmonton. And it includes a preseason game with the Arizona Coyotes, who will not have Marion Hosts in the lineup, but could have Jordan Osterley, uh, as well as Vinny Enestroza, who they picked up today from the Chicago Blackhawks in a salary dump that will exploit the cap space that the Coyotes have as a team that has an internal cap that will get nowhere near to the salary cap. There we go. So two original six opponents plus an Eastern Conference power, Tampa Bay, and we're giving that away on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. What's coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins? Uh, Morley Scott will be on to set up the Eskimo game tomorrow. Rob Reeves from Castrol Raceway about the Rocky Mountain Nationals this weekend and triathlete Hannah Roberts on next month's World Cup stop here in Edmonton. All right, uh, everybody have a terrific Thursday. We're going to wrap up the show. I'd like to thank Mark Spector for coming into the studio. Stoffer Inspector every Thursday in Oilers now for our friends at Horse Race in Alberta, live racing Fridays and Saturdays at Northlands Park. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody.
with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.